Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's good, y'all? Welcome back to Believe in the Miami Heat, brought to you by the Believe Network. As always, I'm your host, Anthony DiNardo, and we got a ton of news to talk about. But what is news? To pull out my uh, Michael from Vsauce impression. I think a lot of people may may get that reference. We'll see. Anyways, if y'all on the, the audio side or, or the YouTube side, uh, welcome. But on the YouTube side over here, I have not posted a video in five days because there's been some minor news that's broken, but it's all stuff that we've talked about a hundred times in the last, what are we on? We're on like day 60 or 74 of Dame Watch, I think. Uh, it's either 64, 70, something crazy like that, right? We've been, we've been sitting here talking about Dame. Uh, and I'll run through the list of a of, of couple bullet points I've taken over this last week uh, of some of the news that, that came out. You had Shams come out and say that trade talks were going to re-engage as training camp approaches, which, by the way, training camp starts October 3rd. That's less than three weeks away. So I'm thinking we'll see something before then. But again, something we've been talking about for a while now. There was another report saying that the Heat prefer to keep Caleb Martin. Uh, duh. Another report saying the Heat are content with Kevin Love as the starting uh, starting power forward. Uh, sure. There's another report that said they are encouraged by a promising Hayward Highsmith. Uh, okay. I mean, I didn't expect to hear anything the opposite. Uh, there was a report today saying that there is no uh, Gobert-like uh, uh, Hall does not exist for Damian Lillard. No kidding. Uh, I actually uh, quote tweeted that report uh, and said, I'm stunned, of course, in a sarcastic tone. And for some reason, that tweet got like 10,000 views or something. Uh, I have no idea why. Maybe because everybody's so tired of the same breaking, not news, news that we've been hearing. But regardless, I do kind of want to run down a few of those things, uh, just in case anybody's new here, uh, and I'll kind of share my thoughts on those as we do get closer to training camp, uh, where I do believe a deal is still going to go down. Uh, if anybody has been doubting or losing hope or think it's getting too soon, not quite yet. Like I said, October 3rd is when training camp begins. So talks uh, are going to re-engage, right? That was a report from, from, from Shams. Now, I certainly think so. Because up until this point, there's really no incentive for either side to get the deal done. Once we didn't see a deal happen in Vegas Summer League, like I thought might happen, there's really no no reason for the two teams to hash it out in any of the time since then. That's why we've heard that there hasn't really been any communication between Joe Cronin and the Blazers and Pat Riley and the Miami Heat. Because why? You know, training camp, I think, is sort of the hard deadline because both teams, I think, want to either move on if you're the Trailblazers or get Dame before training camp because there will be a media circus if the opposite happens. Imagine the Portland Trailblazers going to training camp. They go into media day and Dame is still on the roster. Does he show up? Does he sit out? Is he in his sweats? Is he in his, is he in his jersey? Everybody's going to be watching. You're going to have a million reporters there. Tons of questions from them. They're going to be asking the young guys. They're going to be talking to 19-year-old Scoot Henderson saying, uh, saying hey, what do, what do you think is going on with Damian Lillard? They're going to be talking to 20-year-old Shaden Sharp. Do you think if you're the Portland Trailblazers, you want to have this media circus, particularly when you have this many young guys on the roster that should be focusing on, I don't know, getting adjusted to the NBA? 
maybe you shouldn't want them worrying about this whole Damian Lillard saga and whether he's going to take their minutes or whether he's going to sit in. And now I don't think that's healthy for the young guys on that roster. And outside of all of that, it would be stupid for the Trailblazers to hold on to Dame any longer, expecting a bigger package down the line, because all that's going to happen is his trade value is going to get less. Let's say no other team opens up, which I don't expect to happen. Now, instead of the Heat having a full season of Damian Lillard this year, they got a half a season. The trade value is not as high. And I guess even if another team does open up their trade demands, all of that still remains true. So as a guy who's already older, 33 years old, and Damian Lillard, a guy that he might even sit out in the Portland Trailblazers camp, I guess that was another report we heard this last week is that uh, Dame might sit out uh, if he's traded to a team that's not the Miami Heat. Uh, So essentially, he would only participate in training camp if he was with the Blazers or the Heat. Now, there was some some talk about where that report came from. Uh, I saw one Blazers podcast said it actually might have been leaked from the Blazers side. Not even necessarily true, but just something that the Blazers side leaked out because it kind of allows them to save some face if they don't get a great package from the Miami Heat. The Portland fans can kind of look at that and say, hey, Dane put them in a bad spot. I don't blame the the Trailblazers for getting a subpar package in return. Now, again, that's kind of them throwing Dame under the bus because I don't believe that report to be true, especially after we got that NBA memo about a month ago where they said they would find Dame if he ever said something exactly like this. So I don't think Dame's camp would come out and say this because why? Everybody knows what Dame wants. You don't have to risk getting fined. But regardless, back to Dame's trade value. For the Portland side, holding on to him any longer than training camp, I think makes his trade value get worse. So I think it is smart on their side to get rid of him. Now, do I know if their front office is full of smart people? I don't know. I'd like to believe so. So I'm hoping they do the right thing and do move on from Dame before training camp. Now, from the Heat side, you obviously want to get Dame in your camp because I think the practice is very, very important. Very rarely do we see a superstar deal go down at the deadline. That leads to a championship that same exact year. A lot of times, of course, it takes guys time to get into a rhythm, get the chemistry going. And I think that training camp uh, part is critical to that. And I do think they'd be losing a lot of valuable time if the Heat don't get Damian Lillard in their organization prior to training camp. As far as uh, the media circus, they will have some of that. Obviously not as much as Portland because Dame will not be here. But you are going to still have a lot of questions addressed to guys like Tyler Hero and Kyle Lowry and Duncan Robinson that I don't think is a good thing necessarily. Now, obviously, Lowry, Duncan, those are more vets. Even Tyler, I mean, he's been in this league, what, four years now, but he's obviously gone through a lot of experience as an NBA player. They are more prepared to answer those questions, but it's still not a distraction that I think you want in the organization if you're the Miami Heat. Now, Tyler Hero, I think in the beginning of this offseason, he seemed to be a little disgruntled. But we have seen him kind of engaging with Heat fans on Twitter and did the spaces with Chef Trilly. And he's been working out with Chris Quinn and Bam Adebayo at the the Miami Pro League. So I do think that he understands the situation. And I don't think he would come to camp disgruntled if a Dame trade was to not happen. So the next kind of report we heard was the whole Kayla Marn thing. The Heat want to keep him. I want to kind of propose this question to you guys. If you're the Miami Heat and you obviously, let's say you want to trade for Damian Lillard because most Heat fans do, including myself, if you had to choose between letting go of Caleb Martin or Nikola Jovic, which one would you pick? Let me know down in the comments below if you're on the YouTube side uh, or if you're on the, the podcast side, hit me up on Twitter at AnthonyD underscore Heat. 
I have a feeling most people are going to say Jovic, especially after he had a, a relatively strong FIBA tournament, uh, which, by the way, unfortunately, Serbia did lose uh, to Germany in the championship. Uh, so shout out to Dennis Schroeder and not Daniel Tice. Uh, but anyways, Nikola Jovic was crying after. It was very sad. But he's 20 years old. He's a kid. I, I get to call him a kid, too. Uh, so, but it, it was sad. But anyways, I think most people wanna, are going to want to keep Jovic because he certainly looks like he could be very special. But I've always kind of been uh, part of the mindset that, yeah, he will be special in maybe four years. And they do have him under team control for four years. They got his rookie deal. But I think your championship window is now. A minimum two-year championship window, considering the age of, of Dame and Jimmy, I think that I, I feel confident saying they have at least two years, right? Maybe maybe two years at most, right? So what what does it matter if Nikola Jovic is going to be a stud in four years? I'm trying to win now. And I think Caleb Martin has obviously proven that he's a guy that can win right this second. Not to mention, I think they need his skill set because you lost some of your best point of attack defenders and Oladipo and Gabe Vincent. Now, Josh Richardson will help with that too. But I still think you need Caleb Martin that can kind of help with that. Of course, the big downside is he would be a, uh, a free agent at the end. Well, he would opt out of his contract to be a free agent at the end of this year because I'm sure he can get a lot more money elsewhere. And I don't think the Heat would be able to keep him. So I guess the question essentially comes down to would I rather have Jovic for four years or would I rather have Caleb for one? I still think I'd rather have Caleb for one year because I'm ready to go all in this season and I think Caleb Martin will be a big proponent of that. But like I said, let me know y'all thoughts down in the comments below or hit me up on Twitter. Uh, it said the Heat are fine with starting Kevin Love. That was the other report. Uh, I do like Kevin Love. I think if he does start, he'll be more of those spot minutes, those Myers Leonard or Luke Babbitt roles, as I like to call it, where you start the first six minutes of the first quarter, the first six minutes of the third quarter. Don't really see much of you outside of that. Now, Kevin Love is certainly better than those two guys I mentioned. Uh, I really, really liked what he did on the defensive end last year, especially versus the Milwaukee Bucks, the way he's able to rotate and use his IQ to slide and draw charges. I think that's huge. And obviously, his rebounding is something that, that we also need as well and his ability to stretch the floor. So I do think he's the perfect starter. If he's the starter on this team, I don't hate it at all. Now, of course, there will probably be some mix if we do get Dame. So who knows if at that point... You got Josh Richardson starting at the two or Duncan Robinson. Who knows exactly? That could change things. But I don't hate the idea of Kevin Love starting at the four. As far as Hayward Highsmith and the report that the Heat are encouraged by him, I don't like that as much. A lot of Heat fans do like Highsmith because they see him as this switchy four defender that could also stretch the floor. The kind of exact guy that I guess you want on this Heat roster. I just don't think he's that. He had a okay finals or at least he had some okay spurts i'm just not a, a huge fan of hayward highsmith at this point i suppose he's shown flashes once or twice but I, I don't know he's a solid defender right but i feel like i've never seen a player uh play defense and then the announcer says uh that's great defense better offense like i feel like I've, that never happens more than with hayward highsmith as good a defense he is the opposed the the offensive player still always scores you know what I'm trying to say, right? I don't know. Not not a huge fan uh, of him. And I really don't even want to address the whole Gobert-like haul that's not available. Duh. I mean, once Dame demanded the Miami Heat specifically, all leverage for the Trailblazers was thrown out the window, in my opinion. And whether he did that or not, the Gobert deal is an outlier. I don't want to compare the market to that because the market was never that. That was always just an outlier. So... 
But other than that, the only Heat-related news that we got was just yesterday, this little bit of a jersey leak uh, where you could see like 10% of the, the Heat's City Edition jersey for next year. If you're on the YouTube side, I'll, I'll put it up here. And if you're on the audio side, look up my guy Jake Pablo Media on Twitter. He did a, a pretty good edit of it on Damian Lillard. Now, in, in the leak, we only saw like 10% of the jersey. It's red and black uh, with the, the word culture across the front in, in white. And people people hated it. Not gonna lie, I thought it was straight. I thought it was decent, but either way, we could only see like 10% of the jersey in the league. Like the rest is left up to our own imagination. So I don't know why people were freaking out so much, but I don't hate it. It's not the best thing, but I also think that it could it could probably grow on me pretty much too. So in NBA news though, we did get the uh, new rule that's coming out against resting stars. So basically, if y'all aren't aware, the rule states that next year. Uh, teams cannot rest stars in the in-season tournament uh, on national televised games, and then two stars cannot rest in the same game. And a star was defined as somebody who made either an all-star or all-NBA team like the last three years, right? Uh, I think, people, first off, people were uh, making jokes. The memes were funny, talking about the Clippers and Kawhi and Paul George arguing who's going to sit. Uh, other people were freaking out. Other people were saying this is going to... Uh, insane or uh, very much so enhanced the experience of watching the nba whatever you want to call it uh i think the rule means nothing because all this rule is going to do is change it from uh paul george dnp rest to paul george dnp sore calf you know why because you can't prove a sore calf now some people may think you might but at the end of the day if you're sore you're sore and I don't think there's going to be any doctor that's going to be able to, to enforce that. So I, I don't really think this rule means anything, truthfully. Now, there was some more uh, stipulations where if you're at least 35, the rule doesn't apply to you. So LeBron, pretty much the biggest name in the league that I think most guys would want to see, doesn't apply to him. Uh, and I guess it doesn't apply to the second biggest name, Steph Curry, either, who I believe at this point is also 35, right? Let me do a quick Google search on that. Steph Curry is currently 35. So... Right away, doesn't apply to LeBron, doesn't apply to Steph Curry, and Kevin Durant is 34 and turns 35 in like two weeks. So it won't apply to Kevin Durant either. So I think the rule means a whole lot of nothing, if I'm being honest with you. Now, there was a part that people said it may relate to the Dame situation because now you cannot rest a player, essentially, if he's in a, a holdout. And that means if Dame wants to sit out, he can't because of this rule, but... I feel like uh, both parties, the Trailblazers and him, could come to sort of agreement uh, where they just won't play him. Because the, if you're Portland, you don't want to play Dame. Let's say you don't trade Dame. You don't want to play him. You certainly don't want to play him. You got your first round pick this year. You want to tank and get the best player possible. Why would you want to have Dame and then maybe end up being a 10th seed and get a worse pick than if you just tank the whole season? So I don't think that would make any sense either. So I don't think it's a really, really great rule or impactful rule at all but that's all i got for this episode though of course the last video i put on, on the channel on the youtube side was about the miami dolphins y'all know i was super hyped going into the Chargers, and they bust their ass well let me not say bust their ass it was a very close game but my guy tua 466 tyree kill 200 plus i smashed it over on both of them on the anonymous player prop betting app who doesn't sponsor me so i will not say their name but if y'all if y'all want some advice, smash the over on Tua, Waddle, Hill every single week until uh, the apps catch up. Because for some reason, the Dolphins still keep getting disrespected, even though I told y'all that they was going to dominate this year. 
and that offense looks beautiful. The defense left some to be desired, but hey, uh, the, the best teams, they make plays when it matters most, and that's what the Dolphins defense did. Of course, you had Wilkins and Sealer and Jalen Phillips come up huge at the end. Shout out to Kato Kohu, had an amazing game. Shout out to my guy Braxton Berrios for some clutch catches down at the end. Of course, my guy from the U. Overall, super, super excited about the Miami Dolphins, and I told y'all, at least through one game. They play the Patriots on Sunday, so we'll see how that goes. And I guess the Miami Hurricanes, too, hey, they beat up on Texas A&M, and just yesterday they beat up on Bethune-Cookman, like 48-7. to So I didn't think they would be good, but so far they've proven me pretty wrong, too. But that's what I got for this video. I hope y'all enjoyed. Uh, part of the reason I took a, took a five-day break over here on the YouTube side is because I've been working on a little bit of a big project. It's a song. I'm not going to say more than that other than it is going to be one of the most viral things that I ever made, uh, particularly on Twitter, but hopefully it does good on the YouTube side too. But you can follow me on Twitter. That's at Anthony underscore heat. If you're, on the, if you're on the Apple Podcast, Spotify, leave five stars on the YouTube side. Leave a like and subscribe if you enjoy. And I'll see y'all next time. Peace out. Look, pull up in the city trying to get that dead fast. Slash. Do it on my own. I don't need no dead weight. Had to kill him off. Yeah, I need a head space. You know this homegrown bitch don't offend me. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.